As always, this week's podcast is sponsored by Reborn Clothing, a brand focused on providing recreational and professional gym enthusiasts with the best gym wear on the market. Get yours now at www.reborn.clothing. Reborn Clothing, keep moving forward. Is, is he a Queenslander or? Yeah, he'll be, he'll be a Storm next year. <laughs> is he a Queenslander though or is he like... I think he is. Or is he... Actually, look that up, uh, viewers. Send, send in what he is. We have no idea. <laughs> send in what he is. <laughs> send in All right, welcome back to episode two of the Catch and Pass podcast for 2022. Joining us tonight, Stocksy and Dave, back from suspension. Going to go through uh, the round one results from the weekend just gone. We're going to touch off on uh, the team of the week. Uh, we're going to talk about the round two tips. Uh, shout out to our sponsors and friends of the show. And going to go through all the injuries and outs uh, so far. So let's get into it. So round one, we saw the first game, Penrith versus uh, Manly. What did you make of that, Dave? Yeah, um, probably... Don't doubt the Panthers um, when they're missing Cleary. I think most of the most of the fans would have thought, "Oh, no Cleary, no Panthers." But they just proved that they're not a one-man team, and they can still strangle teams with their really um, aggressive uh, defense. And I really thought Isaac Yeo had a really good game, combined well with um, with uh, Jerome Luai. And their go forward is ridiculous with their their forwards and. Um, it's scary seeing them play like that against Manly. It's scary to see how they're going to play when Cleary comes back with his kicking. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, we were quick to write them off ourselves on the show last week too, um, I think. So um, we've got a bit of egg on our face there as our tipping scores will show later on when we read them out. <laughs> but um, it, it goes to show you that, you know, uh, a lot of credit needs to go to Sean O'Sullivan, I reckon. He came in and filled that role very well, uh, which a lot of people wouldn't have expected. He's he's bounced around a few different NRL clubs now, and he's just sort of been a, a fill-in player um, and never really showed much, but he's slotted in perfectly and played his role. Yeah, he did a great job. What do you think about... Um about Manly um, kind of looking like a, a one-man team. Like, Turbo was pretty quiet. They shut him down. Um, they didn't get much purchase from anyone else. DCU's quiet. Forum is quiet. So, you know, like, if you shut down Turbo, it looks like it's going to be a lot of people's gameplay when they play Manly, eh? It was yeah. pretty unreal that Turbo, the fullback, like, uh, unreal. Top, Obviously, top three fullbacks in the game. 150 running metres. Really? Yeah, that's Ed- low by today's standards, isn't it? Dylan yeah. Edwards was like 345. Yeah, Dylan yeah. Edwards killed that stat by more. It was unreal. Yeah. Tell you what, but- he's underrated. Like, he'll never, ever, ever, well, maybe, but I don't think he'll ever get mentioned for a rep team. But fuck, he does his job, doesn't he? Like, he, you look at his stats he's and really what he, good. yeah. He's really, he really good. I don't he's, think um, I'll tip against the Panthers again this year. <laughs> It'll be tough. It'll be tough. <laughs> Probably not. Um, second game. Uh, Raiders versus Cronulla, 24-19. Um, thought that was a good game. Pretty interesting. Um, yeah. Cronulla. It's two things. With... Oh, sorry. Sorry. No, you, go on, mate. Sorry. 
I thought Cronulla were a bit scratchy, like most team or yeah, most teams round one. Like we um we expected that, but they their structures and just their plays were a bit off. I thought maybe Nico Hines not doing the best he could have. I don't know. It's, didn't watch too much of Cronulla, but what I did see was pretty um pretty flat. Not as flat as the Cowboys. <laughs> their defense was was pretty bad. They allowed Canberra to have um something like thirteen offloads in that one game, which is quite a lot. Twenty three, sorry, twenty three offloads they had Canberra to Sharks twelve. So. You know, you're going to get leave a lot of offloads. It's going to open up a lot of space. It's going to create more fatigue for your defensive team. I thought they did pretty good with coming back a little bit. Moylan and Nico showed a little bit of class to set up. But um, I think it's really good signs for the Raiders that when they were under the pump and they've been known to fade um, in the past, they really, like, they dug do. deep and, you know, and they'll take a lot out of that, eh? Yeah, they, the Raiders love doing two things, and that's – late in the game and scoring a last minute try to win the game and they did both in this one yeah and yeah, uh, and yeah uh, really good to see for Raiders fans um, Jack White and coming straight out of the blocks like he did that was such a good game from him um, mate he, he, I think he ran for nearly 150 meters himself playing in the halves and so um, yeah great effort by him and actually uh Hines, I think, as well, had a good game, but they just let the Raiders get out to a um, too much of a good start. And despite that form they had in the preseason, because they were pretty good in preseason, the Sharks, I believe, but uh, he, he they they just sort of needed to get those combinations working a bit a bit better, which will come in time. So they're still mm. in my my picks for the top eight, the Sharks. Yeah, sore enough to impress me. Yeah. Like- yeah. Uh, next game at Suncorp, biggest crowd of the round, 32,000, was the Broncos 11 over the Rabbitohs 4. Uh, and Cape Hall kicked a pretty impressive field goal. Uh, the game after that was the Roosters versus... <laughs> <laughs> you dog. Um, <laughs> Broncos look good. Broncos... Mate, uh, really good. Really good. I mean, look, J- defensively Jack impressive. 50, Jack Turpin, 52 tackles in the, in the guts. Um, you know, Payne Haas gets a lot of Plaudence, but I thought Paddy Arrigan was really, really good on his Unreal. on his return. You know, um, Albert Kelly did a good job. Billy Walters on debut for the Broncos, I thought he was really good. Um, you know, some of the players that cop a lot of shit, Osako and stuff. So like, they just were really solid players. So really, yeah. really good. We got the doggies next week, and um, you know, we should be able to back it up. But having said that, it won't surprise me if the doggies do us. So. And good yeah, to see th- Corey Oates, friend of the show, going for a meat pie in the corner. Yeah, yeah, love, yeah. Love, love to see it. Yeah, yeah. Well, Goatsy. Uh, and also, Silwan Cobbo, man, he had a great game. Uh, he, he sort of faded away a bit in the second half, but he, he came out firing, which is what you want to see for, for a young kid like that. And he'll, he'll, with time, he'll be able to stretch that out to a full game as well. Uh, mm. I think he was a bit, a bit unlucky on that uh, first, uh, on that first pass to. Kelly, which would have been the first try of the night, but that that um, footwork he had, where he just turned Mansoor inside out, yeah, and really just, yeah, uh, if if anything, that was just poor positioning from Kelly on to to take the ball off him. Then of course he was denied a try himself when he uh, went into touch, trying to put it down. Broncos could have easily won that by 
20 points, I think. Mm. Um, there was a, there was a few chances that went begging, but great signs for us, I think, uh, defensively. One stat I heard from the Fox commentary was that uh, four points in recent times for the Broncos, and you know, conceding just four points is almost unheard of because last year there was only one game where we conceded less than 19 points, apparently, which was against wow. the Bulldogs. <laughs> wow, that's you all well, that just proves you know, we've probably worked on a fair bit of defense and it's um. It's paid off. I thought it was really fitting to see Kurt Capewell um, as captain have a, you know, nothing. He obviously got that field goal, but he was pretty solid all around. Like, didn't really miss many tackles, ran hard, um, got behind the boys. I found out today that um, for a back rower to kick a field goal, he joins an elusive club of other back rowers. Uh, Braithen Asta kicked one for the Roosters against the Tigers. Yeah, Remember that famous in game? That final, yeah. Yeah. And um, Jason Smith, who was a bit of a jack of all trades, remember Jason Smith? I mean, he's played for the Eels. Mm-hmm. And the, and the uh, fourth player, I had no idea, kicked a field goal was blood old Ian Hindmarsh. Nathan Hindmarsh's brother kicked a field goal for the Eels. After fucking YouTube, that one. Yeah, Jason Smith weird. was having a cigarette while he kicked his as well. Yeah, probably. Oh, yeah, lo- yeah. yeah he loved the back. <laughs> well, he slapped so, on the pokes with the other hand as well. So, <laughs> Game four at the SCG. Um, uh, Roosters just absolutely just embarrassed by the Knights, and I say embarrassed because we we hung a fair bit of uh of shit on the Knights during the week, and uh, you know they they went out and made a point. They were just way too physical for the Roosters, and it was really quite good to see. I, I didn't think Ponga was overly impressive as he's hyped up to be, but Jake Clifford was amazing, and um the the Knights went forward all day and. Um, put some big hits on too, um, on guys like Warrior Hargraves and just, just yeah, outplayed them all across the park. It was pretty impressive to see. Another fullback just not choked, I don't think, as well as Penrith did to Turbo, but um, Tedesco just pretty quiet. He's average, wasn't he? Like yep. the Roosters, in what game you got, um, you know, you got Cleary, Manu, Tedesco, like like a bunch of other players. They didn't make one line break the whole game. That's that's yep. poor science. So, you know they'll be strong. You know they'll be there at the end of the year. But geez, that's not really a really a good sign from them. They just were out out and through by Newcastle. But yeah, great for Newcastle. Yeah, yep. definitely. And um, I, I know it's Saifidi been the lament of Rabbitohs fans the last. Saifidi, yeah, I believe so. Um, Clemmer had a great game though. Uh, he. I think I think he's going to be one to watch again this year. But um, but yeah, I mean, it must have been good for Knights fans seeing Gagai come back to the club and just absolutely ripped it apart in this game too, that, that where he's good. been he criticised for the last few years at club level yeah. at the Rabbitohs. He was so Hopefully good. He brings that to Origin this year. Yeah, well, he always steps up. But the old mate on on the wing, um, Dominic Young, um, he played a few games last year and was. He was really special. He um, he gave Tupo a bath all night. He was he, he was such a such a good player for them too. <laughs> <laughs> um, good game, good result. Love to see it. Um, but you know you can't write the uh, or any team off yet. Um, Except for the Tigers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, next game and. Um, this is the sixth game of the round and the no, sorry, the fifth game of the round and the fifth tip that I didn't get right. Uh, Dragons, wow, Dragons over Warriors, pretty good game. Um, it's a great game, yeah. In terms of scoring, forty points across the park. 
Um, you know, good signs. Hunt played well. I thought um, uh, Warriors were okay, but like like other teams, they're a bit. I think their structure and their 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 general play needs some work working on. Some teams just don't have it. Like you know, like the what you're going to get from the the Eels, the Raid. Uh, sorry, the the Panthers and the Roosters and those big clubs, the Storm especially. I think these other teams are sort of just um, will make up the eight or be out of the eight. Just haven't mm. got that going Ooh. and haven't had for a few years. Um, but yeah, good good game, good result. You know, didn't mind seeing the Warriors go down with SJ coming back, but um, he's out for four weeks as well. Peck injury. Came yeah. Not, yeah before lost, he ki- but... not before he kicked a massive 80-meter dropout. Obviously wow. not on the fly, but geez, geez, did you see that kick? It was insane. Yeah. It was. Yeah, I think it carried maybe sixty, and then just kept going yeah. and bouncing. It kept going. Difficult. Yeah, I thought it, I yeah. thought it was about to jump on the train into Newcastle or something at one stage. But it was wearing his golden yeah. boot. I think it's sad. Not sad, but when I look at the Warriors, I still see him as a bit of like a little bit of that Harlem Globetrotter team that you know, like that they, they don't do the basics of run hard, tackle hard get to your kit, complete your sets. Like, yeah, I know that's everyone's goal, but they still try just a little bit of flair every now and then. And, you know, that's going to get them points. That's how they've made a couple of grand finals. But I just wish they would just shore up the basics. And if they shore up the basics, they might go toe-to-toe with mid- mid-level teams. But, um, you know, they still get a little bit, a few brain explosions in the Warriors still. So I don't, I don't know. I can't see them making the top eight after the weekend. Um, Speaking yeah. of teams struggling to make the top eight, Tigers, Doxy. 1626. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I was a bit nervous for a while there that I was going to have to eat my words pretty heavily on this episode. But, I mean, Storm always find a way, and they certainly did in this one. Um, poor effort, I think, by the Tigers uh, across the whole of the game. Here we go. you got to do you got to do it for 80 minutes. You can't just do it for 40 they got they were out to a 14 to 4 lead early in the second half and then you know they let in 22 points after that and mm. it's it's like how do you expect to do anything and we're talking this is a melbourne storm team that's missing cameron munster jesse bromwich christian welsh has come off injured george jennings comes off injured brandon smith comes off injured Take your opportunity. They had one man left on the bench for for Christ's sake. You know you got yeah. you got to take advantage of that. And instead, I'm seeing characters like late in the game when it was still on the line, Dane Laurie. They're trying to milk penalties and like you know flopping about and then spilling the ball, looking for a ruck penalty, and and it ends up being a turnover. Concentrate on reckon, playing the game and playing it well. Do you reckon they don't know what to do when they get in that position? That's the way how I felt. I was watching. I thought geez, they got a real good crack here. They could go on. And I felt like you just said about Dane Laurie and a few of those instances, but it's like, fuck, we're beating the storm. Like, what do we do? Like, it, they, they didn't know what to do. It's like they just might not have that, that – I'll use cultures a lot, you know, but they might know not know what know what to you know do what in the was. future, you know. You know what it was. It's the prop making a line break and getting and getting space and just running to an to to the try line and then realizing that he doesn't have the legs for it and then starts to stumble and and then falls over and eats shit. Yeah, yeah. that's what it yeah. was like. <laughs> yeah, some some good signs. So, yeah. Seen. So, um, I thought Jerome Smith. Sorry, Jerome Smith. Jerome Hughes was unreal. 
Mm, underrated. Yeah, massive, you, massive. You, you know what you're going to get from a lot of those players week in, week out. And if it's not Jerome Hughes, it's Munster. If it's not Munster, it's Pappenhausen. If it's not him, it's – but some big injuries, man. I'll yep. give um I'll I'll give one tiger a rap which was uh, uh Ken Malmolo he he had a um pretty solid performance I thought uh his best game especially for the Tigers, I thought yeah. yeah yeah good in the air too so so yeah they'll, they'll get that little pat on the ba- pat on the back from me but still they're still getting a spoon for me <laughs> next game sorry. on the sorry, Sunday Mrs. Hodge. <laughs> next game on the Sunday was uh. Back to Hodgie. Hodgie's Gold Coast Titans versus Johnny Lister's Parramatta Eels. Um, good game, good contest. Um, I hate seeing games decided by penalties, but it, it, that's what it was. That's what it is. Um, mm. Parramatta were unreal. I think highlight of the game was um, that Philip Gutherson getting Gutherino'd on by Philip Semi. That was amazing. Yeah, that um, was good to see. You'd, you'd rather see that at the full-time siren if the Gold Coast Titans win, but it wasn't to be. Mm. Uh, Eels look good. Lots of points in him. Um, scored the most points of any team this round. I thought Moses was unreal. Moses' kicking yeah. game is not talked about enough. Yeah, he's solid. Moses he's, kicks, he's, kicking, he's... kicking to corners and kicks under pressure is, is unreal. Top three. Yeah. I, I, I thought this was probably match of the round, as in it was like entertaining-wise. Like yeah. Both teams were really going hard. The completion rates went too bad. Got, I was a little bit annoyed with some of the refereeing, some of the bunker calls that intervened, but I thought it was a pretty quality game. And um, even though the Titans lost, fuck, I reckon they got a lot of positives to take out of that. I thought Sexton looked hey, really, time. really good. Uh, good Jaden Campbell at the back was solid. Um, their go forward was really good through Fodawaker. Um, yeah, it was. It was. It could have, you know, could have gone either way. But I thought both teams are going to take massive positives out of that one. Yeah, and. Um... And other Titans, I think, that they deserve a bit of a rap. Uh, Brian Kelly and Philip Sammy both have tremendous games as well. Crazy game, though, wasn't it? Nine tries in the first half and then one in the second. Yeah, <laughs> so, I know. That's nice. and, yep. and, yeah, it was all those shots. Um, Sean Russell was a big standout for Para, I thought, as well, on, on the wing there. <clears> um, and the busted, his, busted his ribs, apparently. Yeah, Jaden Campbell so, came in, came in with some yeah. knees. It, it was it, it's hard. I saw it was incidental, but um, you know, these days it's all about you know the afterthought, especially when that happens. So he might be in a bit of trouble for that one. But um, did, did he get put in report there and then, or was it referred? I, I, I can't remember. But either or, he'll he'll the match review will look at it like he'll yeah. be looking at something. <laughs> he'll be looking at something. <laughs> he, I, reckon, yeah. he, I reckon he could get two weeks, three weeks. Yeah. Could be worse. They might make him play for the Tigers or something. <laughs> Last game on the Sunday was uh, my Cowboys versus Canterbury. I'll um, kick this one off with. I thought the trials, the tries from the trial, and the attack we showed in the trial games was pretty impressive and a different look of attack. What we dished out on Sunday was the complete opposite. I thought it was a, albeit against a new look Canterbury Bulldogs team that didn't really gel well on attack. We, I thought the Cowboys defended pretty well. Um, goal line, but just the completions kill us. Just the mistakes. Just, I think Peyton's really, really got to have a look at the fact that Tomalolo's gone from running 200 metres almost weekly to playing 30 minutes and sitting on the bench just chewing his nails. There's, like, there's conversations to be had, I think, with Peyton and other people at the club about what they're going to do with someone on 950 grand a year. 
because um, it's not it's not good enough. But Holmes was quiet in the centres, but did enough. I thought Hess was really good, competitive. But um, um, one to, one of the two teams to kick for more than 600 metres was the Bulldogs, and I think it was Matt Burton doing most of the kicking. He's got some foot on him, that guy. He put up a talk bomb yesterday, which Kyle Felt didn't want a fucking bar of. He looked at it, so I'm not even going to try for that. And, and he he got the hammer with one as well. I think it's still coming yeah. down. Yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah. He, he, he's going to be solid for them. Like, yeah, let one go. Tea. It's like that. Yeah. <laughs> Hiku, Hiku let one go and almost got tackled in goal when he had to run back 25 metres to pick it up. That was nuts. The guy can kick the fucking piss out of it. I mm. thought the try that was just allowed to the hammer in the dying minutes was pretty unfortunate given, you know, two feet granted behind the line. That um, that all came from, I think, Cohen Hess's competitiveness at the ball, tap back, hammer under the post. But, yeah, you know, that's just one of those games where we had it, we could have, we should have, but it is what it is. So, um, good yeah, to yeah. see Canterbury win, though. I think Trent Barrett can take some positives away from that. Even as lackluster yeah. and as ordinary and average our attack looked, Canterbury just kept defending and defending pretty well. Like it's, it's Dufty wasn't especially busy or didn't do a whole heap, but he did enough. Mm. And um, uh, Paul Vaughan was pretty strong. It's good to see. Yeah, he, he was good. He the was good. the Bulldogs will do some good things this year, I think. I, I, I didn't mind. I didn't mind saying that. So um, that was the round, though. That was um, round one and. Right from the get-go Friday night, I think the standard, like Johnny Lister um, messaged me um, that night. He messaged me every night. Um, <laughs> um, just saying, if that's what we're in for, we're in for a good year or something along the lines of. Um, just, he's right. Just watch that window. <laughs> yeah. standing um, in your window. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Johnny. I think, um, yeah, true words haven't been spoken. Like, that's the standard from round one is we're in for a pretty good year. So... Um, if we can get away from the ref blaming and the the stoppages and all the other stuff that's you know extra to what's actually happening on the field, uh, pretty pretty happy with the standard of football on average. Like you had some yeah ten point game to finish the round and a thirty four point game to start it. Like averaging it out is going to be a pretty good year. So mm. yeah. Um, yeah, it was pretty good. Dave, what do you reckon? Go team of the week. You had some standout players. You had some. <laughs> You, we all watch the um, the game, so yeah, yeah. So um, we'll just run through the positions and um, who we think is the team of the week. So we start at fullback. Um, my fullback of the week for me um, would probably be. I he got a bit of a burn before, but I thought he was solid. He did his job, and mainly he was a good captain. Was for me, it was Kalen Ponger. I just thought he was really solid in his first game at captain. Um, didn't do anything flashy. He's not going to, you know, didn't light up the highlight reel, but I thought he was um, solid enough for me to be the standout fullback. What about you, Stoxy? Um, yeah, I, I've gone with uh, Dylan Edwards myself, um, just killing it all over the park. Like we said before, he ran 350 metres just about. Uh, I think he got back in the sheds and the Olympic International Committee gave him a silver medal for Tokyo 2021 or something, but because... Um, He's just all over the park. Uh, he rarely makes a mistake and, yeah, just really stepped up when, you know, their best player was missing. So It's yes. good to see Dylan Edwards doing so well from someone that you could consider not a mediocre, but like just a, uh, a good enough NRL player to what he's become 
and how good he played or how well he played last year to that game the other night. It's actually really, it's like a, um, it's like a Craig Bellamy turning someone into something amazing. Yeah. This is what Cleary's done to with um, and, Edwards. And he's forcing Stephen Crichton out of the fullback position. A lot of people scream for him. We've got to put him at fullback. He's dynamic and electric, but he's built like one. He is, but but if Dylan Edwards keeps keeps that up, keeps those stats up, and is and is that solid, and if that's and that's the thing, like you're not going to get Kale and Ponger out of Dylan Edwards, um, but you're going to get that week in week out, that that that's just that real reliableness, yeah. and yeah, I think he's he's a good choice, Doxy. What about it's, you, bro? It's such. A, well, I've gone Dylan Edwards too, and what you said is you're not going to get Kale and Ponger out of Dylan Edwards, but you don't need to because you've got Cleary and Luai. Yeah, Whereas Callum, Callum Ponger has had peers, he's had Clifford, he's had Kurt Mann, he's had he's had to do that. But man, Dylan Edwards was like sometimes you just watch the Panthers and you you don't even see just how well Dylan Edwards is playing because of guys like Luai, Kikau, Cleary. It's just like he just does enough. But then you look at the the stats afterwards and you yeah. go. You ran. I haven't run yeah. 150 meters since fucking 2016. Yeah. Yeah. Even then, it was questionable. But no, I, 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 I saw. I saw those stats. Oh, that's a fucking typo. Someone's put a six on the end of that or something. But it's right. He just because yeah, he, he just does his job. Um, we'll go next position. Go wing. So um, you start this one off, Al. Who was your winger of the round? Um, number one, I, I went. Um, his name, Mikhail uh, Ravalawa from St. George of um, Massive yeah, yeah. numbers. Um, massive numbers. Ran, ran 175 metres, scored three tries, got a few line breaks, um, lots of tackle breaks as well, uh, and he even made a few tackles as well. Uh, so all around good performance for a winger there. Like, you can't you can't really top that. Yeah, I've, I've gone the same. Yeah. Um, so I won't add to that. What about you, Brad? You got a, a different winger or would you go? I'll run Corey Oates. I'm, I'm running on a motion here. Friend of the show, Corey Oates. Big left-hand stick on the golf course. Um, good to see him back. Like I, I, I've gone, as I said, emotionally on this one because last year, in and out, this year, whatever reasons, comes in and plays and then has a pretty solid game. You'd have to agree. So I um, I like Corey Oates on the wing. One of the nice. All right, boys, next one, centres. Uh, Brad, who was your centre of the round? Uh, I thought it's a, to- it's a toss-up for me. Um, Crichton. Yeah, he was solid. He, he, he did enough. Like, he, he's he's nothing. Like, he, he's he's built like a fullback, playing in the centres and just turning up. And he's not, he's not um, you know... One of those plays, oh, I want to play, want to play fullback. Like you hear it from a few clubs, different players. He, he was good. Friday night, Crichton was tough. He's just so strong, man. Yeah, yeah. You know what you're getting? Well, it's similar to Dylan Edwards. I know you know what you're getting every week, but you're going to get flair, and you're going to get, and he's a, he's got so much X factor about him. You know what I mean? Like yep. he can, he, he can win a game for him, and he's just, he's, he's solid around the park. He's super fast, great under the high ball, tall, strong. Um, wouldn't surprise me if he gets a red jersey in the future. Eh? What about you, Alan? Who was your best center? Uh, I went with uh, Dan Gagai. Uh, he just had a massive return to the Knights. Uh, he got a try, uh, try assist, couple of line break assists, a line break himself, uh, six tackle breaks, made 23 tackles, then ran 200 meters. Like that's an all around top center performance. Yeah. Well, for me, <clears throat> you took the words right out of my mouth. I was going to say Dan Gagai as well. It's such so good to see him go back to Newcastle and um, 
just really rip and turn. You know, a lot of worries were about Newcastle's back line, but I really thought that he shored them up. All right, next spot will be the 5-8. I'll start off with 5-8. <clears throat> a, uh, a little bit of bias here, but I was really happy with Billy Walters. I thought I'd put him at the 5-8, mainly because... Um, uh, his stats were pretty good. He kicked well. Um, he had a re- he threatened the line a lot. He didn't uh, make any line breaks, but Jeezy looked really threatening. And I thought he um, surprised me in defence. I thought he was more of a turnstile, to be honest, when I saw him at the West Tigers. So, um, yeah, hmm. really, really happy for him to have a good game. I was I was a bit negative when we when I ever signed him. So, um, um, yeah, he was my five. But you, Brad? Uh, I also went Billy Walters. I thought he was pretty good, pretty strong. Um, with all the uncertainty in the off-season about who's going to make the, the halves um, at the Broncos and the Cowboys have got the same issue and they've got three and I think their best one is sitting out, but I'm not going to rant about the Cowboys, but Peyton, if you're watching. Um, <laughs> yeah, Billy Walters was a good man. Like, to come in as he did and play, you know, not, nothing flashy, but he wasn't asked of him Like, and, and can defend as well. So I thought he was yeah. good. I thought he was good. There, there's there's better out there, but in terms of my team of the week and what yep. I would build, I'm pretty happy. I like that. Stocksy, how about you? Why about, mate? Uh, I feel like I'm dogging Billy Walters here, but um, <laughs> going, with, going with Jack White. And, um, just, yeah. yeah um, I, I mentioned it earlier. Like, he, he had a, a cracking game. Like a lot, of, a terrific running game, which is what you want from him. That's what That's how he does it. Um, got got himself a good try as well on the board, but uh, if that's going to be his standard for 2022, then he could be looking at um, even be in the running for another Dalian. Yeah, yeah, he was so I reckon he's probably one of. The... Sorry, yeah, I was just say one of the best running running five eights in the game. What do you reckon he's got? Oh, I reckon he got three vote three three votes on the weekend. Yeah, um, yeah, from that that's game surprising. and. And yeah, I mean, I reckon there's not another player, regardless of, you know, playing five, not just five eighth, like you'll struggle to find another player who is as dangerous from 10 metres out carrying the ball. Like he, he is just so good, like um, where he just takes on the line and how many tries has he scored like that in the yeah. last few years? Yeah, one on one, he's, he's near impossible to stop. Eh? Um, all right, halfback, Brad, who you got? Graham Hughes. One tr- one tr- one try, I think yeah. seven second seven tackle breaks, a couple of uh, yeah. line breaks. Um, he only disappointing thing about Jerome Hughes is I think he played footy in Townsville, <laughs> and we we let him go, just like kick out, just like Brennan Smith. But um, he was unreal, unreal. Yeah. That, that solo try that he scored, he's not scared, eh? Like he's a small half, but he just yeah, that's just another prodigy of Bellamy's he was he was really good it was him and Moses yeah. Moses is kicking game but yeah. I went I went Hughes with the solo try and also just how many tackle breaks yeah he's, he's bloody he, he can run the ball pass he can do a lot of things um I'm not going to waste time mine was the exact same um stocks you are you for half yeah three free spins um got yeah. Graham Hughes myself uh, yeah we talked about it we talked about it with D- Dylan Edwards it's um he's not one of those superstar fullbacks uh, Jerome Hughes is the is the seven equivalent. He's not one of those superstar halfbacks, but boy, he gets the job done more often than not. So well done. Sure does. Uh, underrated, like the amount of like oh, you forget he's a halfback, you know, because you, you're thinking of the, the the bigger name halfbacks, you know, Adam Reynolds, Mitchell Moses, Matt, but Jerome Hughes. I tell you what, 
He's he, well, just he, glanced, for me. He's top three. Well, yeah. I just glanced at his stats for that game, and it, and it says it all because the stat sheet for him doesn't say much apart from he got a try. But if you watch that game, you saw he he dragged that team across the line to to win that when they was down and and yeah, Definitely massive all right. Uh, best prop of the round uh, for me. I'll go on that one. I was really unlucky. Um, I don't want to put too many Broncos in there. Payne Haas, massive shout to Payne Haas. He was unbelievable. But for me, it was the first game of the night. I really thought it just proved to me that James Fisher-Hara is, is one of the best props in the game. I thought he did a lot of things off the ball, defensive pressure, and he was a big reason why Manly just couldn't get out of their 20. Um, and, and not just that, but he can truck a lot of nuts. Too. He runs the ball so hard, but the stuff that he does defensive-wise is, is ridiculous. So uh, JFH for me. What about you, Brad, for prop? I went the same. Um, I watched all that game on Friday night, and he is Kiwi. He's played for New Zealand, yeah. Um, yeah, I think he is. Yeah, he's Kiwi. If he's not, it will take him out of Australia. Um, he'll yeah. play. He, he's he was unreal. He's so tough. He he's un, he was unreal on Friday night and really um, tired out the the manly defence. Like Travoy, Jake Travoyevich made fifty tackles. I think fifty five of those were on Fisher Harris. Mm. Um, it's good, good performance. What about you, Al? Um, no, I did go bias. Went Payne Haas. Um, massive game. Massive minutes. Yeah, yeah, I think he played like 70 minutes uh, and just kept on bringing that consistency that we needed. Uh, he, he got four offloads as well. Uh, he, you just can't hold on to the, on to the fella, can you? Like, he's just so big and he's still so young. He's only... 22 23 um, yeah yeah i look forward i look you know broncos sign him up for it extend his contract i know he's got a few years left but god we've got to hang on to him yeah he's, he's a gun uh while you're at it al who was your hooker of the round sorry i just wanted to give a quick um unlucky uh runner up for me was regan campbell gillard i thought he was outstanding for Parramatta. so yeah really was um my hooker um yeah, I don't. I don't think it was a huge round for hookers, uh, standout hooker games. But um, I thought Appy Corusau, um just you know, it was a brilliant team performance. But he he did everything right for Penrith. So, about you, that's my choice. I was going Appy anyway. Appy was Appy's sound. I thought, you know, what you're going to get from that guy. It's like it's. Week in, week out, it's like the same old names getting mentioned and agreeing with the, the bloke next to you, but it's just what you're going to get from the... Appy Corosau's top three hookers for me in the comp. Yeah, he's good. He's a great signing for Tigers next year. For me, a um, bit of a smoky. I just really was impressed by a little things that, that he was doing on Sunday was Jeremy Marshall King. I thought he was really short out of the Bulldogs and um, kind of kept him calm. Uh, was really good out of dummy half. Defensively, he wasn't too bad. He can be a little bit suspect, but um, I thought, for me, I think he's going to have a great year. And um, they had real issues with the hooker role, Bulldogs. They didn't know who they were going to sign. And they lacked a bit of depth there and at the number seven. But I thought he was really good. Um, all right, who we got next? Um, oh, yeah, back row. All right. Who's your back row, Brad? Uh, this game, I've gone Hess. Yeah. I was pretty happy with what Hess did on the weekend. Like, he cops a lot of shit and he's he's rocks and diamonds some weeks, but watching the Cowboys 
as closely as I did. He had a really good season last year in a in a in a shit side, got Cowboy of the Year. Um, but he was really competitive on the weekend, and he's really fit. Like it looks like he's he actually is just looking very fit and strong. So mm, Hess, really Hess fighting for, for that orange jersey. Yeah, Hess for me defensively, like that's what I looked at. Like you know he can attack, you know he'll compete, but defensively he was pretty good. Yeah, like it's refreshing to see that there's a, been a turnaround and they're starting to go. Oh, we can score points, but we also need a tackle. So Hess for, <laughs> Hess for me. For me, um, he did score the match winner, and this isn't the reason, but I just thought he really played well. It was Hudson Young for the Raiders? Mm. Um, just well, really, really impressed me. And I, I, you know, he's not a name that stands out for me, but I just thought um, his deep, his defense and the way he, um, the way he runs lines is really good too. And um, that try that he got, you just got to look at his backup play and the way that was set up. Like he won the game for the Raiders there. So Hudson Young for me. Uh, what about you, Al? For back yeah. Role? Yeah, good choice on Hudson Young. Um, I, I was leaning towards him, but I actually pulled out a massive smoky here. Uh, and once again, we're going up to Townsville, but not Cohen Hess. I went to his um, back row partner, uh, Jeremiah Nanai. Nanai. Is that Nanai? Nanai was yeah. good, man. He was, he was really good. 60-odd post-tackle metres. He was really good. I don't even know where – I didn't even know he played for us. Like, oh, who's he filling in for? He was unreal. He was so good. He's one to look out. Is he a Queenslander or? Yeah, he'll be, he'll be at Storm next year. <laughs> well, mate. Yeah, Storm will take him up. Is he a Queenslander um, though, or is he like? Yeah. I think he is. Or is he? Actually, look that up, uh, viewers. Send, send in what he is because we have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> send in his birth certificate. We, we want we his birth certificate. Palm yeah. Beach crumb, and so Auckland. Yeah, sweet. Can you just um can Hodgie edit in Donald Trump demanding a birth certificate? <laughs> <laughs> I demand a birth certificate. Uh, um, it's a beautiful I'm, birth certificate. <laughs> I'm more New Zealander than he is, and I've got zero with me. Uh, all right, two more to go, boys. So we'll go move on to the lock position. Um, Kenny Bromwich. Cool. He played. He played. He, he played in the second round. He, he played in second round. Yeah. Um, we'll get back to you with your lock, Brad. Um. For me, my best lock was, and I nearly would say player of the round, was Paddy Carrigan for the Broncos. Um, first game back after his ACL, ridiculous stats. Out did Payne Hass with his stats. Not a lot of people know that. Um, don't know if, I don't know about what you reckon, Al, but I don't know if he, he'll stay at lock. Obviously, Kobe Heatherington's going to come back. Um, but from what I saw, just the way that he was trucking that nut up and taking huge hit-ups, a lot of energy, I really reckon that. He could partner Haas in the front row, but he played lock uh, on Friday night, so he's my lock of the round. What about you, Al? Um, yes, lock that in. Um, definitely Paddy Carrigan, like you said, almost player of the round. Uh, I 100% agree with everything you said, so there's no point in me going on about it. Uh, probably going to push um, Palacia back onto the bench this week when Kobe Hetherington comes back. So, yeah, yeah. I'm just repeating you. Yeah, no, but you're exactly right. And, um, geez, you know, if he stays injury-free and has that type of year, smoke the origin smoke. Um, I'm not I'll, even a smoky. He's a lock for I reckon. Should be, should be. All right, what about uh, best bench player? I'll go um, back to my lock. I'll go um, oh, Mitch Barnett from the Knights. 18 oh. for... 18 for 200 metres, 100 post-contact. He was strong. And, and doesn't he love a bit of fucking stink? Like, he really gets aggressive. Like, um, I, 
he's one of those players. Good aggressive. Bit, yeah, good aggressive. But I mean, like he, he's an old school footy player. If he was playing in the nineties, you know, him and Mark Guy, he's that type of player. Right? So, yeah, that's what cool. that's that's what you that's what you like. Good aggressive, not like the shit aggressive like you get from TPJ or um, Hetherington at the Bulldogs, and that they're, they're just yeah. Yeah. All right, Al. You want to kick off uh, your your top bench player. Top bench player. Uh, so obviously he was picked to do some relief minutes uh, in a superstar team, but uh, Tyron, uh, son of Rod Wishart, um, friend of the show, <laughs> same one. Um, yeah, yeah, he, yeah. He he, he comes he comes on and he has a solid game playing hooker, which is you know it's not his normal role either. So he came in filled in for Brandon Smith after he broke his hand, and yeah, absolutely did. A fantastic job. Yeah, you echoed mine, mate. Mine is Tyron Bouchard as well. Um, when Brendan Smith came off and he came on, I didn't watch him in the trial, so I had no idea. I've just here he played a bit of half. Um, but mm. geez, he really, really he threw he threw a couple of uh, bad balls from memory, but geez, um, he looked pretty good in defense and um he didn't really miss a beat when it come to hitting Jerome Hughes or hitting those forwards. Um so yeah, he's my bench player as well. What about you, Brad? Uh, I'll add a bit of a, uh, not a smoky here because he's been around for a long time, but Moses Mbai came on, scored a try, line break, set up one. He was good, man. He was, wasn't he? He was good. So another one from another club that's gone to another club and just doing things that are, his trial form was all right. I'm led to believe. Yeah. I, didn't, I don't know if he played any trials. Um, yeah, he was good. He was good. Isn't it, isn't it funny? Like Fresh legs. Is it, he was at the Tigers, you know, drinking from that, toxic chalice that they have there and then when he leaves and he goes to the dragons and different player you know like um yeah. he really made an impact off the bench so yeah no it was a good pick but it was it was interesting special. for him as well he went from tigers to dogs struggled his tits off there as the rest of the club did and then at the dragons now i hope you know who knows what's he not even 30 i don't think but he played all right yeah bench, he's special. Bench 14. special mention for me coming off the bench uh to really, really struggle and hang on is Tyron Roberts's hairline. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what's he doing? What's he doing? <laughs> Shave oh, it off, mate. brother. He, Shave it off, brother. Mate, trust me, Tyron, from a fellow Brotherhood member, mate, you just, you're just clinging on, mate. You're just clinging on. Take a leaf out of Antonio Capucci's book. Fucking shave it, mate. It's just, you know... He looks like if you brought Homer Simpson into the real world, like that hair, that was ridiculous. Yeah, I was I was watching the game of Talia and he, and, and he came on and she just went, who the fuck is that old? Yeah, and I was just like, oh, that's Tyrone <laughs> Roberts. And yeah, and, and I, said, I said his hairline was two inches forward last time I saw him. And yeah. It, it's, it ages him 50, oh, the, uh, 20, 20 years, it ages him, I reckon. Like it makes him oh, look God. like he's... And he's pushing 50. Anyway, um, going back to Wishart, though, how much does he look like his old man? Ridiculous. Yeah. Dead ringer. Ridiculous. And I'd, love to see, I'd love to see him if, if he's got the toe that his yeah, old man did too. Yeah, so. exactly. It's so good to see him not playing. As, you know, we, Rod was a great winger, but it's, it's so crazy that, you know, he's a half and a playmaker. And, um, yeah, big raps on the kid. Eh? And, and, geez, he's in a pretty good system to stand out, isn't he? Oh, yeah, what a team to come into. Mm. <laughs> All right, boys. So pretty good round there. Um, strong team. If you filled with that team, they're not they're not losing to any other team. So um, no, that's good. We'll do that. We'll do that each week, uh, or at least every second week, as we'll pick the round at the team of the week and um, go from the one through to the the bench. So 
Uh, going fourth, we've got the round two, um, kicking off Thursday night. It isn't the Broncos. It's the Storm versus the Rabbitohs. Uh, boys. Well, for me, Storm, mate, straight up. Um, it's a hard one because I know, I think Latrell's back. Correct me if I'm wrong. I think he is. Yeah, he's, look. If he's not, he's close, yeah. But who, who the, who's going to tip against Melbourne? Do you know what I mean? Um, I think they'll be too good. Um, they got a few injuries. I, you know what? It might be a bit closer than it says. Um, but for me, it's Storm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I went Storm as well. Uh, I'm not, not 100% confident on it just based on the amount of outs they've got. I don't know when Munster's back. Uh, is, is, is he back this week or not for a few weeks, is he? Good question. But sure. then um, sending that in as well when you tell with um, with <laughs> Nanai's birth certificate viewers. Um, yeah, Rabbitohs were just too flat for me against the Broncos. Like, you know, they could only manage four points for the game. Latrell will obviously be a big in for them, but it starts in the halves and Walker without Reynolds looked like he was struggling through another intercept at Suncorp, which I'm sure he was very happy about. But mm, Intercept King. What about you, Brad? Who are you going? That oh, look, I'm going Storm. Without all the crap that was put in the uh, newspapers today and yesterday about Walker, I do think he has a tendency to put the, the cue in the rack towards the back end of a game and just sort of stop running the ball, throwing throwing or throwing bad ball. Um, Storm too good. Um, even with uh, Welch, Smith um, out, um, the depth there is just too much for the Rabbitohs. So I'm going Storm. Uh, which, yeah, uh, second, ge- well, sorry, second game of the round is the Dragons-Panthers. Uh, I'll kick it off and just make it short and sweet as Panthers by plenty. Yeah, I can't. I, from what I saw of the Panthers without Cleary, I can't go against them. So, yeah, Panthers uh, and to win pretty easy for me. Yeah, the, can't. The Dragons yeah. win now. Yeah, have to, have to apologise to the Penrith for not tipping them in round one. So, Please forgive us. Lock them in. <laughs> Second game Friday night, uh, Roosters Seagulls. This is tough. Both teams coming yeah. off losses. It's both stinging. Both in my top four at the end of the year. I think it's this is this is if not this is almost game of the round, game of the round, match of the round. Definitely. Yeah, I think. Uh, for, sorry, I was going to say for me, I think the Roosters will get up. I think teams are going to look at how Penrith shut down Teddy, uh, Teddy fucking Turbo. Sorry, mm-hmm. and I think I think the Roosters are probably going to get up in that one. I don't. I don't think Manly are going to be in for a good year from what I saw. Happy to be proven wrong, probably will be, but yeah, Roosters for me. Yeah, I I agree heartedly with that. Uh, I, for me, it was going to come down to uh, if you shut down their fullback, like both of them were this week, which team recovers better from that? And it's obviously the Roosters because uh, Manly are proving themselves to be a bit of a one-man team, whereas the Roosters, they just have talent all across the park. It was an abomination well, for them to lose to the Knights, and I reckon... They won't let that happen again, especially not... Breaking at, news here, sorry. Nanai born in New Zealand, raised in Cairns. Ooh, how old? That's from Hodgie. How old when he, there, how old when he came across? I think he ran out of credit, didn't say. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, well, maybe a possible uh, Queenslander. Um, what's the next game, bro? 
next game on the Saturday, 2 p.m., Titans versus Warriors. Two teams again coming off losses. Oh, hard for me to go past the Titans. Um, oh, I'm going uh, the Roosters that last game too. But yeah, Titans, um, too good in this one. I thought um, they were they were awesome against the Eels and the Eels were, were awesome in themselves. Is, so. is Reese Walsh back? Does anyone know? Ask Gemmel. Walsh is back. Actually, um, if you went. <laughs> we need to hire an intern that just sits on a laptop and we just yell, like, do your stuff at him, get him to bloody do some research for us. But I think well, if Reese Walsh when, is what's... back... Sorry, yeah, I was going to say, if Reese Walsh is back, I think it'll shore up the Warriors a fair bit, but Sean Johnson is out. That's a massive out. So that'll bring in um, old mate Taylor. Um, so who knows? Like, But I'm still... I, I agree with you, Brad. I think the Titans will be too strong. I saw enough from them against Para that they'll get up over the line. Yep. Yeah, agreed. Uh, unlucky to fall short against Para, in my opinion. Warriors missing Johnson. They're not going to get the job done. Sorry. Yep. Going uh, Titans, definitely. So, Saturday, uh, second game out of threes, the Sharks-Eels, 4.30. Saw enough out of the Sharks to not be convinced that their attack has gelled properly with Hines and Moylan. Um, Eels have plenty of points in them. I'm going to Eels by 13 plus here. Boys. Yeah, same here, mate. Um, Eels were pretty solid. They did leak a few points, though. That's my only concern, but I don't think the Sharkies will get up. I just didn't see enough good attacking player from Cronulla. They also let a few points. So I think the Eels will get them done. Johnny List has just yeah. as well and said uh, Eels by 25, so um, with my 13 and he's 25, that's 38. So let's see it. Yeah. All right. Well, again, a bit of judgment. I'm actually going with the Sharks. Uh, and my justification for that is just to stick it up, Johnny Lister, for one. But, um, mate, no, mainly because um, my DMT, yeah, the Eels, obviously. Uh, the, the, obviously, the Eels uh, leaked a lot of points on the weekend, and I think the Sharks can take advantage of that. They didn't click right in Canberra, but um, they're playing this one at Shark Park, I believe. So uh, it might be a bit more familiar territory for them to get their combinations working. And they were a bit disrupted as well with Craig Fitzgibbon getting COVID uh, last week. So he couldn't even actually coach him for his first game as coach. So hopefully that'll you know, have a bit of a difference this week when he's actually able to get in there and be part of the team with them. So, uh, smoky, but I'm going with the, um, the ScoMo Sharks. Sure. Dave, you've gone the Eels. Yeah, yeah, mate, Eels. I think they'll be too strong, <coughs> mate. Last game Saturday, 6.35 from Townsville, Queensland Country Credit Bank Union Bank Stadium. Queensland Country Bank Stadium. So from Thurston Arena is Cowboys Raiders. <laughs> uh, I'm going Cowboys here. I think they can hold out what attack the Raiders do offer. I think Hodgson is out for the Raiders, injured. Um, yeah, yeah, he is. Not saying the Raiders don't have depth across their park, but um, I think the Cowboys showed enough defensively. If they can do something in seven days to show me they can maybe score three, four tries um, and field that same team with Tamalolo get more minutes. Excuse me. I think um, I think Cowboys. Uh, and I did see just 
on NRL breaking news, one of the Raiders players has tested positive to COVID. So hopefully that um, shuts down their whole squad and they come up with their under twenties um, <laughs> and g- gives us a fighting chance. Um, hopefully our- it's Jack Warden. Here you guys. Yeah. Yeah. That haircut too. What's he thinking? Cool. Yeah. Grub. Uh, what about you, Al? Who are you going for this one? Um, you know, I, I, I don't like saying I – I don't like doing it to you, Brad, but if you can't beat the Bulldogs, I don't think you can beat the Raiders. So, uh, yeah, if Jack comes out and has another game like he did and a few solid performances, like you said, Hudson Young was outstanding as well, I think it's going to be tough for the Cowboys to stop them unless they have a, a – very big improvement in their attack. Yeah, I'm um, I'm I'm very similar. Al. I'm going to stick with the Raiders. I um, I just the Raiders impressed me. The Cowboys didn't on the weekend. Um, yeah, they only leaked one try, but I don't know. I think it's going to be a tough game. Sorry, Brad. Brad, next game. Uh, Knights versus Tigers. I just. Sorry, mate. Oh, no, I know. I <laughs> know. It's, it's it's dark after round one. It is. So. Knights and Tigers. Um, Hang Knights, on, I'm just going to put the, my mic down. They they haven't impressed me ever. Um, and the Tigers, well, Stocksy, you hate <laughs> so. So I'm going the draw here. Um, no, <laughs> I'm going the no. Knights. I'm going the Knights. If the Knights do what they did on the weekend to the Tigers, uh, I think Tamo is still out. Um, I think this could be a blowout. I think this could be like one of those 40 to, 40 to 18 games. It really could. Yeah. So I'm I, going Knights comfortably. I've um I've gone the Knights as well. I saw a lot from them that impressed me. Having said that, I saw glimpses from the Tigers that impressed me against, you know, Melbourne, one of the favourites. But I just think Melbourne was shit and made the Tigers look better. Sorry, Carso. Yeah. But I just think that the Knights will probably get the job done and they're playing at home and they could really take a lot out of their round one game and... Yeah, it could be a bit of a bloodbath. Big time, big time. Knights, <laughs> if they if they back that performance up, uh, the Tigers are going to be hurting. Um, we're talking a team that sc- scores less tries than they have captains on the field. Like, uh, it's it's getting ridiculous. Tigers sorted out. It's round two. Last game, bro. Last game. Uh, Bulldogs versus. Broncos. I saw enough from the Bulldogs to suggest that they're not better than the Cowboys and we were gypped um, with that offside call and the hammer. I'm going Broncos here and I'm going Broncos I won't say 13 plus but I'll say to lead the entire game and win it convincingly. Um, yeah, Broncos. Broncos play like <clears throat> Carrigan, the Haas, the Billy Walters, the, the Corey Oates, friend of the show. Um, Broncos comfortably. If you ask me, if you Go if you on. add if it, that performance the Broncos put on the weekend, like I said, they were unlucky not to score three or four more tries against the Rabbitohs, and that came down to <laughs> fifth tackle options, um, kicking game and finishing. Add Adam Reynolds and Kobe Hetherington into this team, and oh. we find find a bit more of those finishing options. It will be thirteen plus. I, I, I just 
I completely forgot that we had Adam Reynolds. You know, I thought he was going to fight for his spot for South Logan after Uncle <laughs> Kelly and Billy Wallace. But honestly, like, it, it is a scary prospect. And you're exactly right, Al. There's a few poorish fifth tackle options. And with him there and Kobe Hetherington there, fuck, it could really be a 15-plus game. I'm going to go Broncos, and I'm going to go Broncos hard. Absolutely. And how unlucky are one of those... Um, Billy Walters or Albert Kelly going to be like because neither of them deserve to be dropped, but one yeah. of them has to be. Yeah, tough, tough call. Good, good round of footy this weekend coming up though. So interesting to see some of those teams that lost round one playing against each other. So could see some some changes, some real big changes on on the ladder. Um, yeah, hope, let's hope it's, a, it's the same standard as um, round one. You know what you're going to get from like those teams we mentioned before, Penrith, so um, the Storm, the Broncos, looking good. So, um, yeah, round two tips. How'd everyone go round one tips? All right, let me just read out the score sheet um, for the, our tipping comp so far. Um, it's pretty tight at the top. The three-way tie at the top at the moment. Um with who's in front? Uh, Hodgie's on top with three points, three tips. Hey, 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 hey go back, go um, back, go back. Yeah. Pity's actually on top. Oh, Pity nailed four. Yeah, but he's not in the comp. So. He's not in our comp, and he can. He's not on the podcast, so he can get the fuck yeah. out. Fuck off, Pity. Yeah, yeah, you, <laughs> and, you, might be, you might be leading in our group chat, but you're not leading here, mate. And we, and we know Katie, we know, yeah. we know Katie did his, did his oh, no, tips, no. so still four, four, four is good, measure, run, good effort. Yeah we're, yeah, we're not measuring dicks here, which he'll also win, but um, that's going on Instagram. Um, second, <laughs> second place, <laughs> we've got um, also on three points, Dave with the Bukaki Broncos. Well done, Dave. Thanks, mate. Um, top round. Third place, also on three points, me, and that's it for this one. Um, holding up the bottom of the, uh, holding up on the holding up the bottom of the ladder is Bradley with a miserly two tips for the round. So we all ate a bucket load of shit that round. So let's see if we can do any better. It's a long season, boys. It's a long season. So, um, yeah. Uh, probably next probably you have to think our sponsor is reborn clothing next week we'll have the guys in some reborn clothing kit they couldn't get it out to us just with uh covid blender. um restrictions in the blender what oh nothing Tali's just about to make a uh, a shake and i'm like you know we're doing a live podcast here to potentially millions of viewers yeah. um don't laugh at that we, we don't know our exact exact viewer base but um we're 57 Quartiles. um so yeah, uh, shout out to Reborn Clothing. Shout out to Johnny Lister, um, um, long time listener, always contributing, um, and good footy brain. So, Stocksy, who, who else you got? No, well, no. Speaking of Johnny Lister, he did actually uh, send us a question um, to address this week. He just wanted to get our opinions on from round one. What was your biggest surprise of the round? Uh, what did you think was the biggest flop, and what was your funniest moment? I just got to step out of the room for five seconds, but go on. I'll start. So, so yep. for me, biggest surprise of the round, Broncos. I didn't think they were going to be as clinical. Um, so for me, the biggest surprise around was the Broncos. Bit bias, you know, pretty pretty tight. Um, can you shut that fucking freezer up, please? Um, <laughs> uh, 
not just that, but I think uh, the Panthers were uh, a big surprise too without Cleary. But for me, the Broncos' biggest flop of the round would be um, probably probably South. I, I, you know, like I, they really look lost without Reynolds. Um, so that that surprised me a lot. I thought they were going to probably roll us um, a bit more. And third question, Brad, what was it? Moment of the round, funniest moment. Funniest moment was definitely the dropout that went zero meters the yeah. corner post on the floor. We, that was we've, we've left that stat out. The the shortest dropout in history goes to the Titans. Zero meters. Yeah. Uh Herbert, I think it was the center. That was yeah. that was that was horrible. And it was actually good footage. Uh, the corner post game shows a great footage of it hitting it and just curving straight and just knocking it over. So those are my three. So I'm gonna go my biggest um I'll start with the negative first. Biggest flop I thought was the Roosters at the SCG. Um, another big listener of the show, Matt McMillan, mate of mine. Apologies, but um, I thought playing at the SCG um, might have uh, been a big motivating factor. It wasn't. The Knights just bullied the Roosters, and the Roosters had nothing to, nothing in response. Um, biggest improvement, I think. Well, actually, I won't say improvement. I'll say what I sort of expected but didn't expect, and that I tipped manly, but um, the uh the Panthers like without Cleary um and everyone goes on about how much Cleary runs that team that absolute nobody that played for Penrith O'Sullivan yeah Sean yeah. O'Sullivan um wow like just just unreal so I thought that was absolutely a highlight of the um the round not because of the score and what we expected from Penrith and Manly but just because that was the standard that they were playing at last year without their best player that they brought to game one of this year. And that was awesome. Um, the funniest moment, I'm going to uh, echo Dave here and go the, the zero meter dropout. But I also, also, also thought Philip Sammy giving it to Gutherino on the ground was, um, was pretty good. And third, I'm going to go the, uh, the blender that Tali is currently working on. Yeah. <laughs> all, all good ones. Um, I'm, I'm going to wrap this up real quick because I've got to I've got to run and put the young fella to bed. Um, biggest surprise for me, Knights didn't see that coming for a hundred years. Biggest flop, Bunnies, um, terrible effort. They were grand finalists last year and put that shit out. Terrible. And funniest moment, I went with Philip Sammy doing the Gatherino. So yes, that um, was so good. I'm going to have to sign off there, fellas. Have a good one. No worries, Hopefully no next week you got better internet. What's um what's last on the or what's next on the agenda, Brad? How are we doing? I think that's it, man. Just say good day to the sponsors, Rewind Clothing. Um, we've said hello to Johnny Lister, uh, Stephen Hill, another guy I work with him, does the maintenance, does an outstanding job, and um, St Lucia Golf Links looks the way it does because of him. Huge Warriors fan, just a massive sports fan. He's currently um, also recovering from uh, the spicy cough. Got the got the COVID, so Ooh, no. big. Big shout out to Stephen Hill, um, huge Warriors fan and um, a friend of the podcast. So, yeah, boys, um, listeners, thanks. And we'll see you next week for round three. It's going to be um, Dave, Stocksy and Hodgie. I'm going to have a break. I'll be in Byron Bay. I'll, so, um, I'll be in Melbourne, man. So might have to get um, possibly Brett or Johnny or someone to fill in. We'll, we'll keep it a surprise. Yeah. Yeah. Surprise. All right, boys. All right, peace.